up, guys? Our guest today is Tristan Higginson. He sings for a band called Wax Flower that is out of Australia. Whether that's Brisbane or Brisbane, up to you how you want to say it. But I'm pretty sure it's Brisbane, according to Letterkenny. Either way, great band. Their new EP comes out this April. Check out their song called Not Alone. We talk a ton about influences. Uh, We get super nerdy over Jimmy World and say anything. So really, that's probably the only thing you need to know about this. If you love those bands, you're going to love this. And if you don't love those bands, then you're going to find Waxflower and everything's going to be great. Yeah, I'm smiling real big. Enjoy the chat. I'm good. Sorry, I'm just trying to figure out my my preferences and stuff. I was trying to use like an actual microphone for my computer and I couldn't get that working. So oh, no. um, I might just have to use my AirPods and try and prop my phone up somewhere. Um, oh, totally fine. My room is in a state of complete and utter <laughs> um, wreck because I'm moving. So oh, really? where are you moving to? Sitting there. Um, I'm just moving like a couple of suburbs across um, and with my girlfriend. So we're actually moving two doors down from where she's currently living. So we don't, pretty lucky that we don't have to like hire a truck or anything we're kind of just yeah ferrying everything across over the next couple of days oh that's so nice what part of australia do you live in um we're in brisbane so like okay um in queensland it's basically up north it's the big city that's not melbourne and sydney basically right. yeah i was gonna say i could name uh, maybe two others and those would probably be it <laughs> yeah well dude i had not uh heard of wax flower until of course uh our friend becky hit me up um, so just to, to start with, we'll get into the EP and not alone and all that, but I, I always want to, like, when I hear something new, I always want to think what's the first band that I think of, what's the first comparison I can make. Yeah. Um, so tell me if this, you feel like this is way off, but I, for some reason, Jimmy world was the first thing that kind of came up. Um, yeah, yeah. is that, is that I, pretty I, common? I was just about to reach for, I have like Blade American just sitting, like usually uh, sitting right there, but, um. All of my records have been moved. Yeah, like Jimmy Eat World, like my favorite band of all time. Like Bleed American and uh, uh, now I can't think of the other one, but those are literally at my feet right now. Yeah. Bleed Americans, yeah, on the floor right here. Yeah, I think Clarity is probably up there with like my favorite albums of all time. Mm-hmm. Like I actually did like there was a a bit of press that I did a couple of years ago, and I basically just wrote like a huge love letter to Clarity. Really? <laughs> like, as if you like Google my name, it's like one of the first things that comes up. I was like, if that, if my legacy is just going to be me fanboying over Jimmy Eat World, it's like, yeah, let it let that be it. You know? Oh, um, totally fine. They just yeah. did a, a live stream for Clarity too, I think, right? Yeah, they did them for a few albums. I haven't had a chance to look at any of them yet, but I'm I'm really keen. I think it's cool that some bands are doing that stuff. I'm, the, the guys in the band bought me the starting line have done a couple and they did um what album was it they they did direction in full and i watched that mm-hmm. and i was really sick so yeah there's a there's a bunch of stuff i need to catch up on there's Is, some cool stuff that's been done i didn't think i would like the live stream stuff after a while it was kind of like as we figured out this was going to go on a while i thought okay well mm-hmm. that you know it's going to take the place of a concert for now let's see how it goes uh, but the ones I've seen, like Amberlynn, Emery, like, I mean, incredible. Yeah. I mean, they really, they make it worth it, I would say. Yeah. 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 I think if you have, like, some bands, the stuff that doesn't appeal to me is, like, the acoustic stuff and the stuff that's kind of just, like, we're just going to, like, get on, like, Instagram Live and play that. It's, like, mm-hmm. it was cool at first, I think. But um, when, yeah, when the bands, like, go all in and they, like, have the full production, I think it's been, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I watched. Uh, I think the first one I watched was Dashboard, which I I love Dashboard, but yeah, it was it was yeah. you know just him and his guitar, and there were things about it that were great. But you're right, there's some of that stuff used to be so novel, used to be like, mm. oh, I can't believe you know you saw Jimmy Eat World Acoustic. They've never, I don't think they've yeah. done that, but uh, it's it's almost taking away some of that like specialness, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I, at the same time, I'm not in a band, and I know it's an extremely hard time right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like, the, I think, like, the acoustic stuff is the bare minimum kind of at the moment. It's still cool, but yeah. most bands have already done it, like, you know, one or two times already through quarantine. It's like, mm-hmm. how many times are you going to do a random Instagram live acoustic set? I feel like you need to bring something. What, what you know, have you guys done? I mean, you feel like you got to sit there and kind of be like, yeah, what what special thing can we do? How can we make this unique? Yeah. So we did, in, in Australia, there was, basically, it was it was kind of a, festival i guess that they were doing most weekends called isolate um and they would run it so everyone would have like a time slot and you would do a handover with the band that played before you and after you and that was just like an acoustic set Mm -hmm. and we did that and then i think we did a couple more and after that we were talking we basically were like we don't want to do any more acoustic sets yeah and we're talking about you know, doing a full full band one and then gigs kind of started coming back in Australia and the I think the need for that for us kind of wore off. Um, but it's also like such an investment to try and, you know, push for hiring a sound guy and stuff like that. And we were like, okay, we're probably going to do something very similar and just do like live sessions and then release them on YouTube anyway. Mm-hmm. So if we can do that and then mix them properly and not have to worry about the, that's like the, the, the on the day, mixing and live um all the stuff that can go wrong um and then just be playing local shows anyway um yeah that's basically where our (laughs) hub was at and we've been we've been really lucky in australia that shows could come back and then Mm -hmm. also we're just in the middle of you know trying to prepare music videos and stuff like that so we're we're actually after this i'm gonna get ready and then we're going straight to shoot the next music video like um yeah so it's it's been really busy for us um, over the last few months, which is, we're lucky to be able to say that. Like, yeah, no, that's incredible. Have you done much in the states then? Much touring here? We've never been to the states. We've mm-hmm. only been we've only been in Australia. Yeah, um, we were looking or like the plan was to be like overseas at the start of this year, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like we were like going into like full planning mode, and then it the severity of the situation became apparent (laughs) and it was very clear that that wasn't going to happen as soon as we thought it would so um yeah it's 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 a little bit depressing to think about Mm -hmm. you know but everyone's kind of in the same position it's just you have to make the best of of a bad situation yeah well it's got to just be the the momentum part of it the the building up steam i mean especially for smaller bands that just yeah what do you what do you do at this time i I feel like it's just become all how can we be best at social media, which is, you know, a skill to have mm. no matter what, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's just gotta be such a big conversation amongst bands of just how do we, yeah, adapt or die during this like very weird, unprecedented time. Yeah. You, everyone has just been forced to become an influencer, whether they like <laughs> it or not. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is pretty much it. Um, are there, what, what other Australian bands would you like, maybe would you say that aren't, um, as well known or you think these are these are bands that people should be watching out for especially you know like i said in the states 
being if you've never toured here it'd just be so easy to be like yeah yeah who are you <laughs> so who's yeah who's on your radar over there that's like you guys should know about um one of my favorite bands in australia at the moment is a band called towns they're just like a two-piece um and they basically write it's it's not pop punk but it's it's like pop rock you know really energetic mm-hmm. like it, the live show is just insane they just go nuts um and then some bands that are like well known in australia but maybe aren't as well known overseas like teenage jones um teen jesus and the gene Keezers. Uh, there's a great <laughs> band called slowly slowly who are like um yeah pretty big in australia have done well in triple j but i don't think they've ever toured overseas and then maybe my favorite australian band is a band called series um and they are basically like an emo rock band mm-hmm. who just kind of every five years will drop in and release like a masterpiece of a record and then tour for two months and then disappear again yeah um which is like cool for them like but it'd be great to see them have like recognition you know overseas and but you know some bands don't want that some bands are more than happy to just kind of mm-hmm. you know play australia and live their lives you know i feel like a big thing and maybe this is just just for anywhere but like uh, I, I used to interview Tonight Alive all the time. Yeah, and I, I, well, and just from your reaction, I, reaction, I wondered is are, is is that a band? Would you say like like they've done it right, or like I remember them u- using the phrase kind of a lot of like it's a big deal to get out of, get out of Australia. Like that was the goal. Yeah, is that yeah is that think, kind of the standard? Yeah, in Australia, I think I was I was talking to someone about this the other day, but it's um it definitely used to be much harder. I think, mm. um, and it's still really hard. Um, don't get me wrong, but like some of the, the bands that I loved who were Australian when I was a kid, um, the Newsboys. They, what was that? Do you know the Newsboys? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> there, there are a couple of bands called like there was one Stealing O'Neill, one of my favorite bands growing up. They're like a pop punk band, and they like toured with like All Time Low, and All Time Low came to Australia. Oh wow! Um, and all these, and the Mission in Motion as well. Um, but they like never broke overseas. Um, I just don't think it was really an option really for bands back then. And there was like like one like Tonight Alive were definitely one of those bands who did it. Who else? Who's another Australian band? Um, I guess the Living End back in the day, but they were like pretty big, I mm-hmm. guess, in the mainstream at the time as well. But then um, you kind of had just seen it more bands kind of breaking through, like mm-hmm. yours truly's and Stan Atlantics and Withcon. Yeah. Um, I think when Withcon kind of like blow up and we're doing more tour i felt like they like when that happened for them like the floodgates kind of opened and people were just more open to <laughs> australian bands i think it's kind of tied with like hopeless and mm-hmm. like their connections i think but um because they also have like an australian branch i think hopeless do um but so, yeah like it's definitely i think the barrier to entry is a little bit lower now just yeah. as most bands are the, the ability to to get your music overseas is just the oh you it's yeah. online like it's not like you're selling physical copies over yeah. like in retailers in america and the uk you can just they can just find it straight away well that's such a funny thing to think uh like a, an australian band comes over here and gets big or even you know i mean tonight alive you know was a big warp band and stuff like that yeah but, uh, that that somebody a band like that can open the gates to where labels and everyone else is like so you're from Australia huh do you have any friends back there do, are there other yeah bands? <laughs> like, yes they are everywhere um, yeah I definitely want to talk about not alone but overall with this EP it seems to be quite a bit about mental health and that's that's awesome we've had a couple bands on lately where that's kind of been the focus 
I always, I'm always curious with that. It's, it's a very well-worn topic now and very important, but yeah, even though it's well-worn, how do you maybe then make that, like, it sounds so dumb. How do you make mental health fresh, <laughs> but how do you yeah. make, how do you make <laughs> lyrical content about stuff that a lot of people are covering right now? How do you sort of make that your own? If that makes sense. Yeah, I guess for me, I've never really thought about it in those along those lines i've only just written about it kind of as a form of expressing like what i've been through and like instead of basically writing in a journal and that sort of thing um i think yeah a lot of the experience that i've written about has been around you know my struggles with anxiety and panic disorder um and that was something that i hadn't really um heard in music i guess before there's a lot of focus on you know depression and that sort of thing um, but in terms of anxiety and panic and this, I like the, what I was going through was like extremely specific as well. Mm. Um, but all I can do is write what I know, I guess I was never trying to be like, um, okay, I'm going to, here's, let's pander to all the fucked people. <laughs> like it was, <laughs> yeah. was kind of just, um, me writing what I know and, um, giving that like an outlet for that. Um, cause I've, I've always felt like I can write about something earlier than I can speak to someone about it, which is really unhealthy. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> I've been able to do that. And like even listening, like getting to listen back to those songs and it's kind of like snapshot of where I was, like, especially at the stuff before the singles before this new batch, mm -hmm. like I was just in such a different and bad place back then. And it's yeah. kind of, I think where these new songs differ from those even is that there's, there's a little bit more hope shining through in these ones compared to like the full, just like, I'm going to fucking die <laughs> like aspect of the initial ones. Um, but yeah, Did, I don't know if that answered the question. Oh, totally. I was just rambling. Oh no, no, it totally. D does your perspective on something that you made a song or, you know, a set of songs you wrote, does that perspective change once it's been received by fans? Like if a fan writes to you about not alone saying, Hey, this is what I got out of it. And you're like, well, it's, that's like not how it started, but that's great. So do, do you yeah. do you hold on to that tightly of like, no, this is what it's about versus no, like it's yours now. Let me know what you think. Yeah, I think I've, I've never been this sort of person. And even like the, the stuff that I was listening to as a kid, or like when I was coming up, like I was a huge fan of Motion City Soundtrack. And I think one of the things I loved about like his writing is that it kind of read the line between being like metaphorical and um, just specific. Mm -hmm. And you could kind of find your own meaning in it. And that was something that like when people write to me and they're like, um, I love this line and I like love this sentiment in that song. Like if they found something in the song that was different to what I was, I found when I was writing it, like that's a, a bonus. That's like, yeah, it's like, I, it means that I don't have, it's not my <laughs> song anymore. Yeah. Like other people, it's everyone's song. Just go, go with it. If, if it means something to you, then that's amazing. Yeah. Like, if, if I figure if someone writes something, you know, something profound of this is what I got out of your song and you're like, wow, I am pretty deep actually. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a genius, actually. <laughs> I might be a genius. Uh, yeah, Motion City, like I always think of, um, is I don't, the song title, I don't know if it's Tell Me That You're All Right or You're All Right or whatever, but um, mm. a, a song like that and a band like that and Saves the Day would be another example, but yeah, the first bands where I heard this fun, upbeat music and all oh, this is so great and so catchy and then maybe on the third or fourth listen, you're like, oh, he he's murdering someone in the lyrics or oh, he's, <laughs> yeah, on, on medication. Yeah. So to have that, yeah, to have that flip flop, I think is that's got to be such a good way in for a lot of people on such yeah, a heavy I topic. Think, 
it's kind of, yeah, it's something that I've thought about in terms of it can be too much for people. It's kind of like uh, some radio, like pop music is like sickly sweet because the music is so happy and then the lyrics are so happy. Mm-hmm. It, you can have the reverse as well, I think, where it's so, the music's so sad yeah, and the lyrics are so sad. Um, and I think I was raised on like MySpace neon pop basically so (laughs) all i've ever been able to write is basically pop music (laughs) but then all the lyrical content is kind of like skewed towards you know these more serious topics so um yeah it's like the that barrier to entry is it's it um the defenses are down with like the pop music and then the lyrics are just like this different thing on top of it yeah do you ever hesitate to share that that personal of stuff yeah there's some stuff that i like will kind of reel back in anything that kind of deals with other people. I like am super hesitant to write about listening to a podcast with Ben Folds during the week. And he was talking about how in some of the songs he's written, he's like called people out, like alienated people in his life. And I was just thinking, thinking that's something that I could never do. Like I'm Mm -hmm. too wary of, you know, I don't want to be like, fuck this person. This person did this to me. Yeah. It's usually most of my writing skews towards like introspective, you know, mm-hmm. mindset and talking about myself. So, yeah. There was a, a quote in that Becky had sent in your PR about, and I'll, I'll read it so it makes sense here, but uh, for me that became, or let me start at the beginning. It's easy to become complacent in times of sadness or anxiety to become defined by it. For me that became a facade, or fa- yeah, facade, huh? uh, almost as if I was lingering in that shadow to bolster an image rather than actively trying to get better. I'm curious if you can kind of expand on that. I mean, I mean you felt like, it was becoming who you were, but you weren't moving forward. Does that make, is that yeah. kind of what you're saying? Yes. So it was basically around the time that we formed the band when all of that stuff was happening, I guess. So a couple of years ago at this point and into the last year really as well, um, where I'd had like this huge mental breakdown and like me and my girlfriend of three years split up and I was just like super down in the, like in the dumps, like mm-hmm. having like anxiety attacks most days and all, all of that stuff. Um, and like, I had the network around me to be able to get better or to at least try, but I wasn't doing it. And I was, because at the end of the day, that stuff was fueling in my mind, the success that I was starting to have with the band, because these songs had come from this place that I was in. And I was kind of a little bit scared to, you know, try and better my mental health because I didn't want you know, success with the band to stop. And it's like, yeah, it's it's Mm -hmm. a crazy way for me to think. Um, And at the end of the day, like I'm in a way better place now and I'm still writing music that I'm super happy with, but it was, it was one of those things where I was, my life had just completely changed and it was almost easier for me to just be, uh, to accept the fact that I was like fucked in the head or like become, you know, or have that to be the most interesting thing about me. Like Mm -hmm. I, there was a point there where I was doing press all the time and it's like all I was talking about. And I was like, yeah, like I, I need to like actually just stop and like take <laughs> stock of what I'm doing yeah, and try and get better. Well, I think it's so important that you've, you've, you've written, you know, these songs uh, with being in a healthier place. And you're talking about that mainly because I, I remember participating in this stupidly even as a kid, but where like, uh, you know, say anything, for example, people, I remember people saying like, you were, you know, you wrote your best stuff when you were so messed up 
Yeah. You know, when you were on medication, you were in and out of like mental hospital. Like, like, of course, no one wishes that terrible stuff on someone, but it is interesting to see some people come out of it and maybe don't have it. Yeah. Quote anymore. And I think like that stuff was definitely on my mind because it's like saying anything. One of my favorite bands of all time as well. And like you, you see that reaction that people have to their music and even motion as well. Mm-hmm. Like say anything motion, like, like all of those neurotic front men, like mm-hmm. bands, there's always going to be people in the comments being like, Oh, this, it doesn't sound like it's a real boy or in defense. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, this isn't um, committed to memory. And I was like, like, I was raised on these bands and I saw the opinions that were feeding into their work. And I think that was definitely a part of it. Um, but then say anything. Like, I think that last say anything album was amazing. Like mm-hmm. there are some songs on that, that I think are like some of his best songs. Um, yeah. It's interesting to this. I wouldn't have even thought about that until you mentioned it. Like <laughs> some of those, the reactions that people have to bands, but at the end of the day, those bands aren't like, they're not really there to serve you (laughs) right like they're just writing the music that they want to write and they're not public servants at the end of the day i would i would argue even that uh their say anything self-titled i think is is amazing and i feel like that got a bad good i remember oh did it really yeah i i just remember when it came out and being like oh man like this this to me is up like totally different but up there with is a real boy yeah and uh doing reviews on it and stuff and just reading other people's reactions and just and and i don't even know that it was all about like oh he's better now or something but yeah i I don't think that's up there as far as uh i don't know one at least i don't think it did well yeah i could say that because yeah that and the saddest thing about that record is that it's not on spotify in australia I don't know why really? it's just not on streaming services in Australia. So anytime I have to listen to it, I have to like open iTunes cause I have it downloaded and I have to like listen to it separately. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's so I, bizarre that people, I, but I can see that. I feel like I was listening to, there was a band in Australia called Blue Juice back in the day and they had like a, a few hits and each year they released a song that got big. They basically wrote it to like, like trying to make this one song big. Mm-hmm. Um, and each year it progressively got, like less popular and they were talking about people want you to succeed but they don't want you they want you to get there and then they don't want you to go up from there they want you to yep. they want you to go down um and i think that's something that i've been thinking about with this band as well because we had like such a fast like bit of momentum and i'm like okay oh like, is this like the peak are we gonna like go down <laughs> from here or like hopefully it goes up i don't know um yeah it's interesting yeah it's interesting how bands age well, and, and again, I've been a part of this when I was younger, but I mean, fans, you're right. There, There's no pleasing. Like, I, I remember hearing Davey Havoc from AFI in an interview, mm-hmm. and, and somebody had asked, like, a fan question was like, when are you going to write another Black Sails in the Sunset? And he's like, I wrote that when I was like 21. He's like, if my entire goal as an artist is to progress <laughs> and get yeah. better and grow, like, why would I ever, fe- like, purposely move backwards? And I was like, oh, like, that, yeah. that's it. Okay, I'll never say that again. I'll never be like, well, they changed their sound. Like... I'll yeah. never, I'll never, yeah, try that again. I think when you're like a kid, like a kid, it's like I definitely felt that about some bands. I remember I've never, <laughs> I've never seen anyone so offended as who. My brother was obsessed with the main when we were like younger, maybe like twelve and thirteen. And I remember when Black and White came out, he was just like, "This, this isn't the main that I, yep. I knew." And I was like, "Oh yeah," like I agreed with him. And then now that I'm 
like I've been events it's like okay they just didn't want to be writing songs to 16 year olds anymore exactly like <laughs> I had that same thing I remember my brother I remember I gave him lights and sounds the yellow card uh, album yeah. after you know they'd gotten big off Ocean Avenue and he's like I just want beach songs I don't like this I just want yeah sunny California songs it, it, there's no winning um we'll I'll wrap up with this Tristan thanks for your time by the way um yeah no worries thank you for having me of course yeah so you t- you touched on this a bit but maybe even to give a broad overview what do you at this point what do you want someone or fans to get out of this ep yeah i think the main thing for me at the end of the day is just hopefully shining some light on the the things that i've been through um and like having an empathetic shoulder to lean on in those regards um yeah, I think each song is a little bit different. I think where the common theme runs through it is in that like level of optimism, which is new for me and my writing. And I think it's probably a good thing for us as a collective at this time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think hopefully it's just a little bit less emo for emo's sake and <laughs> you know, a bit of optimism out there, which is um, something that I definitely needed and just hoping to pass it along. But there is still emo stuff in there. It's not too happy. Oh, Ride yeah. the lion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I should say, I mean, we started off talking about Jimmy Eat World, but who, is there anyone else you'd throw in there, especially now that you've said the, the E word? Who else would you throw in there is, if someone hadn't heard you guys? If someone hadn't heard us, I would definitely say Jimmy Eat World. If anyone in Australia is listening, Kiss Chasey are probably one of our biggest <laughs> influences. Um, yeah, Motion, Say Anything. Um, in terms of bands that I'm super inspired by, but we don't necessarily sound like <laughs> Ben Folds, Deer in the Headlights. Um, yeah. Oh, but man. Jimmy Eat World, if you like Jimmy Eat World, like give our band a listen. Yeah. They're definitely like one of my biggest inspirations. So. That'll capture the most it, amount of, of listeners, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Invented was the album I couldn't think of. Yes. There are some great songs on that record. Yep. Coffee, coffee and Cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Coffee and Cigarettes. Uh, now I'm not going to be able to think of it either, but there's a slow song at the end. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, I posted a picture of the when the day I got that vinyl. I posted a picture of it and they reposted it. And yeah. Oh, really? Like, That's oh, really cool. I've made it. Quit Instagram now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just reminded me I was supposed to say them last year. That's so sad. Oh, no. That uh, that might be. I think I've probably seen him three or four times, and the very first time, uh, like, you know, there's there's songs they have like the middle and sweetness, especially that you've heard yeah. millions of times in your life. And I remember they they went off stage, came back for the encore, and played the sweetness, and it was just like, yeah, you just think, yeah, I've heard the song so many times, and there was something <clears> about seeing them like do it live, and like it was seemed like the only song that every person in the room knew. Also, yeah, yeah, I I always cite that as just like that's that's like the ultimate show experience. I don't know, yeah. just when they can make a band can make something that fresh again. Yeah, and yeah. it's not just for like the diehard, yeah, fans. It's like it was like a cultural like touchstone at one point. Yeah. Like ble- the, the fact, like the amount of people that have heard Bleed American is just ridiculous. And like, you think about people who think of Jimmy Eat World as like a one hit wonder because that's the oh, only I like know. song they know. But yeah, it's just so much bigger than that. Like the, so it's weird. like the iceberg just sitting at the top and yeah. then it's like clarity and static prevails. And Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's not the so song's good. fault. It's not the middle's fault that I've heard it a million times. It's, it's a great song. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> I was um one of my favorite records is Welcome Interstate Managers by Fountains of Wayne. Mm. Um with a song that 
Stacey, uh, the album that Stacy's mom is on. Mm-hmm. And whenever I like tell people that I'm like listening to Fountains Away and they're like laugh it off because yeah. they're like, oh, mom. oh it's, it's Stacy's mom. But <laughs> that, there's um, the guy who wrote it, I've completely blanked on his name, which is terrible. He actually died of coronavirus last year, which is um, oh, that's right. terrible. I know who you're talking um, about. But he didn't want to release it that he didn't want to put Stacey's mom on the album because it was like, this song is so good. We're going to be just pigeonholed for it for the rest of mm-hmm. our lives. And they were basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just so interesting that he knew after writing it, like we, we shouldn't put this song out, but the, re- the rest of them push for it and the label push for it. So, but then, you know, maybe they wouldn't have had the success that they had over the yeah. years. I'm sure there's a whole playlist dedicated to that those types of bands where it's like you've heard this song but if you listen to the rest it's yeah much better yeah well dude thank you again i'm i'm super thank you super hooked on this ep so i'm excited to see what it does for you guys yeah man thank you thank you for taking the time to chat to me today of course i'll talk to you later okay catch (laughs) you later yeah all right that was my chat with tristan from the band waxflower you can follow them at waxflower music Again, their EP will be out this April. Go check out the song Not Alone, which is out right now. I love talking to this dude. Uh, maybe we'll just do a whole another episode later uh, strictly about Jimmy Eat World. We'll see if you guys like that. Thank you guys for listening. As always, follow at Godspeed Podcast. See you real soon. Hey, I'm not-